You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hey guys, and welcome to the bonus series of the Social Hub podcast. In case you didn't know, I have a really cool online community, the Social Media 101 Society over on Facebook. And inside that group, I interview some amazing women in business every month on various topics of business, life, and marketing to help that community. And I do not want my podcast peeps to miss out on this action. So I have decided that I will be sharing some of these interviews in some bonus episodes for you. Now, this means a couple of things. One, that you're going to get some extra amazing eps in your ears. Woohoo! And two, that I need to give you a little disclaimer that these are the audio from a live stream video. So while the audio has been repurposed, it sounds like a live stream, complete with me reading out questions from people, saying hello as they drop in and engaging with those who were present. Now, I could edit all of that out, but I think it adds to the fun and the feel of the process and also gives you a taste for how I run my free training and interviews in the group. So I have left it all in because, well, it's also way too much work to try and edit it all out and it's really good content. In this episode, I interview Nat Kessel, who is a member of my membership, The Social Collective. Nat is just one of the most beautiful people I know. Her smile literally lights up a room and I always feel happy whenever I talk to her. Nat joined The Social Collective not long after I launched it back in December 2019, and she has been a loyal member ever since, which is why I'm so excited to feature her today. Plus, she is doing some amazing things I wanted to share with you guys over on her Instagram. As a product-based business, there is often a tendency to hide behind your products, and Nat doesn't do that. She is front and center of her brand and is building some great relationships and also an amazing community using features like IG Live and partnerships that are fabulous tools at your disposal on a platform that she is already using and her clients and audience love to be on. Pink Hibiscus is an eco-aware skincare range designed to nurture your skin and your soul. All of the products there are handmade by Nat in Sydney with all ingredients sourced from Australian businesses. Ethically minded pink hibiscus products are proudly paraben free, sulfate free, vegan, cruelty free and packaged in primarily recyclable material. Paying it forward is a central part of Nat and Pink Hibiscus's ethos, in addition to the charity she supports offline through fundraising, donations, and volunteering. Every single order made on the Pink Hibiscus website plants a tree where it's needed most in Australia as part of a partnership with one tree planted. And I am now a Pink Hibiscus user. I have been a client of Nat's even for the last few months, and I absolutely love and adore her products. They are just a wonderful little self-care routine that I get to put into my day every single day, and my skin feels amazing when I use them. And I just love the values of Nat's company. So you're really going to enjoy this episode and my chat with Nat, and you can find all the details to connect with her and also more about the social collective that Nat is a member of over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash bonus five. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our live stream today. I'm really excited to have Nat here to share with you guys um, about some of the great stuff that she's been doing over on Instagram to build her personal brand and also build a community through a few various things that she does, um, which uh, Nat's got a product-based business. And I, I do find a lot of the time that a lot of e-commerce girls find it quite difficult to build that personal brand and community when you're constantly feeling that you have to promote your products and make them the hero, which you absolutely have to do. Um, But as we know, you know, community engagement and, you know, 
people being able to connect with you as the business owner is extremely important. Like I often say 2020 is like the year of personal branding um, and kind of has been for a little while, but definitely way more so um, these days. I'm sure you would have noticed that too, Matt, yourself and yeah. the stuff that you, you've been doing. <laughs> and um, Nat's one of the members of my membership, the Social Collective. So it's really exciting to be able to obviously, one, be able to give her a beautiful spotlight on her business, but just share some of the stuff that she um, has been able to learn and, and kind of grow with, you know, over that time as well. Um, Nat's business is Pink Hibiscus. I will let her give the full rundown on uh, Pink Hibiscus for you all. But I just wanted to say I have become one of Nat's customers. <laughs> yeah. Like it might have been what? So six, exciting. Is it six weeks ago? Yeah, about it's probably been, yeah, yeah, a couple of months ago. Yeah, I put in my first order and um, I was so excited to see your name come up. Oh, I've been like (laughs) fangirling over your skincare for so (laughs) long. And I just went, you know, this is like one of those life upgrades I wanted to take was to have nice skincare because I've always just bought whatever's beautiful. (laughs) I've always just bought whatever's (laughs) at the supermarket, right? Which is terrible. Um, And I have to honestly say, my skin has never felt so luxurious. Oh, I, I love it. Let's just record that little section. I'll yeah, pop yeah. it on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, it's like, oh my God. Like, I know people have been saying for years, oh, you'd have to have a skincare routine. You have to have a skincare routine. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't, you know. And now I get it. I'm a, such a believer now. I just feel so <laughs> like rich when I put on my beautiful skincare. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad. It'd be super awkward if you didn't like it and we were doing this interview, though. Oh, that would be so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be so awkward. That's so funny. Well, that is um, a good segue, though, to um, get handed over to you, Nat. So if you can just share with everyone a little bit about you and Pink Hibiscus. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's it's quite interesting being the interviewee. I'm normally interviewing people, so this is quite yeah. lovely. I know I love it when special. I, I love it when I get to go on a podcast <laughs> as a guest because I'm like, this is easy. This is so easy. <laughs> Great. Um, and I've been listening to your podcast for longer than I've been a member of um, the membership as well. So yeah, super excited. Thank you, and thank you everyone for joining us today. Um, so this is actually my second rodeo with Pink Hibiscus. I um. I initially started the brand in 2004, actually on September the 1st. It's going to be my sweet 16th um, for Pink Hibiscus. Um, So initially started um, by Fluke. I was um, doing a weekend skincare making course and kind of just fell into it where the um, the person who was running the course is actually the founder of Perfect Potion, um, Salvatore Battaglia, and he's also the guy who writes all the textbooks um, for aromatherapy in Australia, an amazing man. And he came up to me during a blending portion of the, of the workshop and was like, oh, so you've studied aromatherapy? And I went, no. <laughs> and he's like, but you're blending really intuitively. Like, this is why would you have created this blend if you didn't have that knowledge? And I'm like, I don't know. It just kind of all felt right and um to me yeah it came to me and I think it thinking back and I've been trying to work out how that all worked and my grandmother had lots of amazing remedies and um the blend that you've got to thank our nanas don't you oh I swear my nanas just yeah they work they really work and I think that subconsciously I had just absorbed all this knowledge and she, I mean, it was obviously passed down through generations and it just kind of came out naturally in me. So it sparked an interest and I thought, you know what, I'm going to look into this a little bit further. So I decided to study aromatherapy um, and was just fascinated by it. And I started making just skincare for myself, my family and friends. And this is back in the day when I was making the cream from scratch. So now I do, full disclosure, (laughs) I use a base, I purchase a base. Yeah. from my supplier now that I've, you know, worked with them and I'm very happy with. However, back then it was 100% by hand in my grandmother's kitchen, ironically enough. Yeah. Um, and it just grew from there. People, words spread. And so I used to carry around my essential oil box and I'd go to people's houses and 
I'd, I'd, I'd analyze their skin. I'd chat to them about what issues they were having and I would create bespoke products simply for them. And that just wasn't sustainable as a business model, no. as successful as it was, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up uh, creating and, and formulating an entire range back then. I think it was, it got up to 28 products. Um, on the side, I, my background's PR and events and journalism. And so I had some... Um, PR clients and one of them was Fantasy Tan Australia. So I was actually doing spray tanning at the time and I had quite a few celebrity clients, um, everyone from Jackie O to every reality TV star that kind of came out of reality TV would would come through me and I'd be the tanner. And um, they were all struggling to exfoliate properly. So my hero product, which is still my hero product today, was born and um, that's the body smoother yep. because there wasn't anything in the market. So that's kind of how it all started. And then it blew up. It was really successful. And I was winning awards and all these exciting things. And I was on TV and on radio and in magazines and all this stuff. And I could not handle the growth. It was just me. I was self-funded. Um, as many of you out there who have product-based businesses know, it's a very expensive industry to be in, um, any sort of product. And I burnt out in a major way and I just was in so much debt. Um, from the outside, it looked like it was such a successful business and it was yeah, because yeah. there were sales coming through, but I, I just couldn't keep up with how much I had to outlay and all the time it was taking to actually make the products from hand, but I didn't have the money to get it manufactured. So I burnt out. I wanted someone else just to pay my bills for a change. Yep. And um, I put it on the sideline and decided to relaunch last year. Um, I kind of officially see my relaunch date as being when my website went live, actually. So I'm saying like January of this year was my official yeah, relaunch, right. even yeah. though I was working on it in the background. Yeah. So um, how long did you have off? Oh, a long time. So yeah. I had <laughs> nearly 10 years. Oh, wow. Oh, no, at 2000, 2011, I stopped yeah. and then started again in 2019. Yeah. So, yeah, not, not that long. Well, not as long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a big time. Uh, but I always knew I'd go back to it. Yeah. But it had to be the right time. And over those years, they were not wasted years by any stretch of the imagination. I was a travel journalist for many years. I worked in PR still, events in the cruise industry. Um, and I built so many skills along the way that have 100% benefited me yes. this time around. Yes. In addition to learning um, from the, the lessons I learned last time. Yes. Um, I really struggled with the whole failure thing, which I think a lot of a lot of yeah. you know small businesses do if they yeah. don't do as well as they feel they should have. Um, but I think I'm really past that because I don't see the first incarnation as a failure. I see it as a huge success. Yeah, well, it um, was. and it was just I didn't want to take external investment on. And had I done that, then I'd be in a different position today, but it may not be a position that's good for me. So yeah. um, this time it's very different. A lot such of the journey. same, <laughs> oh, such a journey, such a journey, but um, a lot of the products have come back, um, yeah. but I've launched new products and the whole, oh, everything um, is just refreshed. So I've, um, I'm really, really particular about um, my values being yes. um, the sustainability story. So yes. packaging is a big thing for me um, and the ability to recycle and all of that sort of thing. Paying it forward, I personally have always been someone who volunteers my time. So every um, order that's made on the website, a tree is planted somewhere in Australia through One Tree Planted. I do lots of stuff offline as well with women's and girls' refuges and, and that sort of thing. Um, and just building the community and, and turning this, rather than people just purchasing an eco-aware, ethical, vegan, green skincare range, yes. um, it's really about getting people to nurture themselves yes. and yes. put themselves first and really turn their something that's a daily routine it's not for everyone, but, you know, hopefully, you know, it, you're a convert now. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Something that could be seen as a routine into a ritual and just 
five minutes for yourself and and then that just flows on through your day so that's that's my story that's a story and I think what I love about that is that it's such a representation of how business is not linear Mm. There is no like diagonal line that you follow to have a successful <laughs> business. It like goes like this and sometimes yep. you take time out and you come <laughs> back and you might reevaluate, you know, and particularly with product-based businesses, you know, sometimes you bring on a product and it just totally flops and you get rid of it. Or then the, the ones you think are just, you know, you go, oh yeah, I'll bring this on. And then it is all of a sudden like your best seller and yeah, all those things. And I know with you, you still make all your creams yourself, don't you? Like yeah, you everything post videos of these big, yeah. um, <laughs> like my stainless steel bowl. bowls and you're <laughs> yeah. actually whipping it all up yourself. And yeah. um, and I'm like, oh, I just know that you're st- you're in your own house, like making all these creams. And then when I got them, I was like, I know she's made this. Like, yeah, <laughs> made with love. <laughs> totally. And even like you said, like all your packaging and everything is all eco-friendly too. Yeah, it's as eco-friendly as I can get it as a small batch business. So um, all of the bases are recyclable. I use glass or recyclable PET. The lids and and, um, and pumps and stuff are are bamboo um, and plastic. So that part isn't recyclable. But um, I've I've searched far and wide. My dream is ocean waste plastic. That's what I want um, my product to be in. And but I can't buy a hundred thousand units so it's actually really difficult as um a small batch producer to be sustainable so i'm as sustainable as i can be and then i pass on the education as well so everyone you would have seen you get a recycling guide um in your order thank you when you talk (laughs) about like personal touches to make your brand stand out that for me was such a great touch like as a consumer to get that um, you know, to get that little card that said, this is how you can recycle this and this is how you can recycle <laughs> this. And it was just, it was really cool because, um, you know, I think everyone's becoming more ethically aware um, mm-hmm. and we want to do the right thing to, to whatever extent that may be in our own lives. Um, and I think, you know, from a, from a business like yours that's taken that stand, so I thought that was such a great personal touch. Thank you. It's just, it's confusing. It's so confusing. And I do so much. And I've got a a blog that was supposed to be a quick blog that I released two months ago and it's ended up into a novel. So I haven't even published it yet (laughs) because there's so much information. I know it's going to be an ebook downloadable Um, because I've just, I've gone down the rabbit rabbit hole into recycling and I I, I suffer a lot from eco guilt I call it yes because I feel like I'm not doing enough but I'm doing as much as I possibly can um but there is a lot of guilt around that and I want to just release my customers from that by going I don't need to think about this this goes here this goes here done I've done my bit yeah you know or they can send it back to me and get it refilled and then it completely you know closes the loop so I love yeah Thank you. Cool. So we're going to be talking to Nat today about building her personal brand and also how she's been building a community through some really specific targeted content that she's been creating. So Nat's been using Instagram Live um, to do live stream interviews um, and also some really great um, well-thought-out collaborations and paid partnerships, um, which as an e-commerce business, you know, that concept of building community, I think sometimes people think the only way to build a community is a Facebook group. And that's not true. Like you can build a community from your profile. You can build a community just on your ordinary Instagram profile by using just really targeted specific types of content, like what Nat's been doing. I just wanted to really share, not just for, you know, e-commerce businesses to learn from, but for everyone to hear how this has really impacted her brand and, and what it's done for Pink Hibiscus. So I guess if anyone's got any questions for Nat, the main thing is we are on Zoom streaming into the Facebook group. So pop them into the live. I'll be checking the live stream for any questions um, and I'll, I'll, you know, we'll have a chance at the end and you can, I'll fire them away at Nat. Um, if anyone wants to go and stalk you right now, your handle, it's at <laughs> Hibiscus Oz, isn't it? Yeah, so Pink Hibiscus gonna... and then OZ. 
OZ. If anyone wants to have yeah. a little stalk while they're watching the live, yeah. that's the Instagram <laughs> handle. Okay, so first of all, I'd love for you to share, Nat, I guess um, personal branding. Let's talk about that first uh, because mm-hmm. I'm huge on personal branding and I think that, you know, the more if you start to listen to experts and every and not even experts, just everyday businesses that have invested in building a personal brand always say, A, how valuable it is. The experts will say how important it is. But a lot of people don't know how to really, they either don't really know how to build a personal brand or they're fearful of having to step out from behind the feed. So I'd love you to share, first of all, you know, what, um, you know, what made you really decide to focus on that yourself and what's been the impact? Okay. So it wasn't actually a conscious decision um, (laughs) to put myself, um, you know, front and centre. In the first incarnation of Pink Hibiscus, um, I was kind of forced to be. um, But when it started out, I actually had an illustration. It was a cartoon version of me um, called Bella, created by an amazing illustrator because I, I didn't want to be seen. And so Bella would write the newsletters. Bella would be the one who appeared everywhere. She was on the labels. It looked like me, much better body, but you know, <laughs> looked hey, like me. In- <laughs> if you're going to upgrade, you may as well go the whole hog, right? <laughs> that little trim waist. <laughs> um, so it was it was quite interesting. Then I ended up being forced to do that um, just through media, basically. This time around, um, I've. My background's PR, journalism, and events. So they're very, um, they're very out there uh, industries. I've been an MC for years. I'm kind of used to being front and center now. I'm yeah. much more mature, and um, and and a lot more confident in myself. And the reason that I I felt it was important this time around was probably twofold. Firstly, I think that having an online business. It's really hard to maintain that personal connection. And to me, that's something that's very important. And it's something that I I want people to feel like they can reach out to me, that um, it, it adds like an authentic touch to the brand. You know, they're not just buying a jar of cream. It's a jar of cream that I made. So I feel like my story is important as well. And it's interesting because, from my perspective, when I purchase from um, small businesses and and makers, I love hearing about how they've made that thing that I have, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I love all of that behind the scenes. And I thought, well, if I love it, then other people might as well. And um, and it was a really great way. Having social media this time around, it was very new back then, you know, when I yeah. first started. So this time around, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I can actually connect with people one-on-one um, in a very personal way. So that that's kind of, it wasn't like I went, I'm going to be the face. And, and actually it flies in the face of a lot of the advice that you get from people like Mark Burris, who I admire so much, who says you start, you should always start a business with the exit strategy in mind. I, I shot that in the foot because A, I don't, I don't want to sell my business. I can't imagine my baby going to someone else. But if I did, I'm stuffed because I'm all over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm sorry, Mark. Um, I didn't take that part of your advice. But, you know, so there's, there's, there's two schools of thought. Um, but I just, I, I just want to be authentic and, um, and really listen to my gut. And my gut was like, put yourself out there. And what do you think that's done for your brand? Um, uh, well, feedback from my customers is that they like it. Um, yeah. They love the fact that they can reach out to me. I often, um, like when I get DMs, I think people are still surprised that they're hearing from me, yes. Um, yeah. which, is, which is funny because I don't have a huge amount of followers at all. Like I'm, I'm really hustling for every follower I get because I do it authentically. I don't do it, you know, through paid, you know, follow groups and that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's growing slowly. So it's quite surprising when that happens. Um, but I think that it has built a trust. And yeah. I have people contacting me with all sorts of personal problems. Um, 
not necessarily all skin related. Um, a lot skin related that is, you know, very personal and, uh, you know, to them. And, and a lot of people are uncomfortable in that first kind of message when they're, they're talking to me about issues they have. And that ability to actually reach the person who is making the products to tell them, this is what you need, this is what you should do, this could help, um, I think has definitely increased um, loyalty, yeah. I would say, number one. Yeah, loyalty and trust. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. I think, like um, I was actually, I was being interviewed on another podcast and, you know, I was just talking about social media as I do. And, you know, we were saying that social media really does, it moves people down that like, no trust factor faster. Mm. And the other aspect to personal branding that I notice is it's, it's really a societal change is the more that we're online and the more that we rely on online to find the things that we want to purchase, we're having less interaction with the person behind the business. So if you think mm. years ago, you'd go to the local greengrocer and it was, you know, Mr. Fred from down the road and his family <laughs> owned it and you knew their kids and, and there was already that personal relationship with that brand. Whether it was a small shop in a country town, it doesn't matter. You had that relationship with them. Um, or you know, let's think about, I don't know, go buy a pair of jeans. Maybe you go to just jeans, but it's still, you know, Sally who is, you know, um, so-and-so's mum from school that works there. So you've got a personal relationship somehow with that brand. Whereas now because we're also online, you're not having those physical interactions with customers anymore. It's mm. so online and particularly with the, you know, as many online businesses as there are now. So being the face of your brand helps you build that relationship that potentially 20 years ago you may have had to do in person. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if you can, like, if, if, if we can kind of take that lid off personal branding in a way and stop thinking of it as taking selfies and um, having to go <laughs> get, you know, professional photo shoots done and take, I, I guess, all of that um, self-worth stuff out of it, it's really just a part of relationship building that we have to do online that we would have done in person all those years ago. Um, yeah. And when you kind of think about it like that, I think most people in business have worked in some form of customer service job before, you know, we've all worked in other industries and we'd bring all this great stuff to the table as entrepreneurs, but it's, it's that fear of people not liking you. I think that you, you stop yourself from building that personal brand, but the fact is, it it grows your business faster. Mm. 110% yeah, I, yeah faster. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. 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 It doesn't make it any less scary. Oh, no. Um, some I mean, days some the- you do not want to take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you do, like, I'm I'm a bit of an oversharer. My mum hates it. She's like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna talk about that on Facebook. Not that she talks like that, but you know. Yeah. And um, and she's like, could you please just not put that on Facebook? And I'm like, oh, maybe I will. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I'm not um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's so the thing I, with, with personal branding is you can you you're in control of what you want to share. Yeah. Just because someone else might share their entire day from what they've eaten for breakfast through to you know the kids throwing a tantrum before bed doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. You, you're in control of what you share. Yeah. You know, my husband always says, you know the movie Pretty Woman? Yeah. Where, where, they, where she says, you say who, you say when, you say how much. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. always saying that to me about business. <laughs> say who, you say when, you say how much. So it's like, you know, it's the same thing. Like you, you get to choose what you share with people. It's your yeah. story. You get to create that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's talk about Pink Hibiscus Live. Yeah. So first of all, share with everyone what Pink Hibiscus Live is. Yeah. And like where was this strategy born, <laughs> I guess, and what, what's it done for you? Yeah. Okay. So Pink Hibiscus Live um, started out as a weekly TV show, <laughs> Instagram TV show. Um, I love that. Thursday night, so I simple. So simple. Yeah. You know, um, it's Thursday night, eight o'clock. Um, and that was all, it started at the beginning of lockdown. 
Um, it was something I'd been thinking about for a while because my previous business, I was the founder of BizGals, um, which was a community for, for women in, in business. And I hosted live events. And I, you know, one of my favorite thing about those live events was I had these amazing speakers that I got to sit down and chat and chat with and, and had a series called the Inspirational Women Series. And, and when I shut down Pink, uh, BizGals, I, um, I thought, what are the two things that, because there were two things I really loved about the business that I just couldn't let go of. And one was the Inspirational Women series and one was Hashtag Me First, which is a program about putting yourself first and mindfulness, which is being incorporated into Pink, Pink Eye Biscuits. So I thought, okay, it doesn't need to be the Inspirational Women series, but I've got all this content and all of these, these amazing contacts um, that I could kind of repurpose some of their questions and add a few skincare-related questions and start, doing lives and then have them linked to a blog on the site and you know and and the view is I'm going to rip the audio and turn it into a podcast as well yeah cool so that's how it started there was no that's real what strategy I'm doing today like, yeah you know, exactly. it's all about repurposing content right it's so important because you spend so much time yeah. um creating this amazing content and for it to only be seen once or available in one you know, facet of your, of your business or one of your social media accounts, it just doesn't make sense. So, um, so that's how it started. And I, uh, I've interviewed some amazing people. I mean, everyone from, um, we, we did a live makeup session. I'm very real. If anyone's seen my Pink Eye Business live, super conversational, yes. um, but it's very real. Um, so yes, came on with no makeup, did a, a makeup lesson with a celebrity makeup artist. Um, you know, we've, we've done a live meditation with an amazing energetic healer. We've, we spoke to Mel Schilling from Married at First Sight about um, self-care during lockdown and yeah, relationship no, I, boundaries. No, I saw that. Now, she was one of the um, relationship experts, wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. yeah. Um, we've got, we've got Sarah from Big Brother tonight. Um, so cool. from the most recent series, yeah. um, I have given my background, I have a, a, a wonderful Rolodex of people that a lot of people know from, you know, TV and radio yeah. and, and wherever. Um, and then I've got people that they may not know, but yeah. I think they should know, you know? Yeah. So, um, the most important thing, um, is that there's some sort of synergy with, um, pink hibiscus values and, and, and ethos. So, yeah. um, whether it's around self-care or, um, just the messaging and the values of the person that, that I'm interviewing. Um, and I, I try and make a connection back to skincare. So yeah. even when we're talking about, uh, chocolate, with a chocolatier, um, it's all about she's blending the chocolates just like I blend skincare. So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so it's every fortnight now. Um, tonight, as I said, we've got Sarah um, from Big Brother eight o'clock on our Instagram page, and um, and people can you know tune in and ask questions, and then it gets shared um, with some additional questions they've answered on my website. Except I'm very behind in uploading, but. <laughs> They're going to be there. There's some there, One thing at a just time. not all of them. Oh yeah. my gosh, there's always so much to do. <laughs> um, yeah, that's um, Pink Hibiscus Live. And from an engagement perspective and an audience perspective, the benefit is that you are attracting a completely new audience because their followers can end up following you, but they yes. find out about uh, your brand when they may not have even heard of it before. Yeah. But because you're speaking to someone that they may be friends with or they may admire, there's it, it builds that trust again. It kind of goes yeah. goes back to trust where they go, well, if, if this person who I admire um, is taking time out of their day to speak to this person, then there may be something that I'd be interested in from this person as well. Yeah. So um, it has definitely helped with, it's helped with sales um touch wood um i i the past few lives i've my sales have increased straight after the live awesome. um which is always so exciting that's so um, good yeah so it's increased sales it's increased um audience and it's increased reach yeah and the thing i love and you know it's funny because instagram live kind of it was it's kind it's kind it was kind of like 
the Facebook stories to Instagram stories for a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know how like everyone loves Instagram stories, but not really many people get into Facebook stories. Yeah. Instagram live was like that with Facebook live. Facebook live yeah. was always the king, you know, of live stream and no one really utilized Instagram live that much. Um, I definitely saw a massive increase um, when lockdown started, yeah. I noticed a massive increase. <laughs> Such a huge increase. Well, it's just so easy. And if your audience yeah. is on Instagram, it's super easy and it's really engaging. And then when they made the shift to repurpose it into IGTV rather than living in the stories feed, I noticed another huge intake because it's so easy to go live and double dip on the engagement because you can go live, do your thing, and then save it as an IGTV. Now, I did that last week and I had people follow me from the live to watch the IGTV and then actually went and followed my CTA prompt. So it's from a a content point of view, you're creating one piece of content that can be shared in so many places and you can share an IGTV if you do save your live you can share it as a, in your story with a swipe up link. You don't need 10,000 followers to do that. So if you have your IGTV video there and you're talking about something in the future that relates to that video, you can easily share it to your stories over and over again. So it gives it that evergreen content in a way that you didn't yeah. get from lives before. And I've noticed the increase in, and this really started over COVID as well, but um, the increase in joint lives that people do. Yeah. And the simplicity of people being able to access that content is because it sits on the top of the feed and they go, and for you particularly, like with the example of Pink Hibiscus Live, is that if they're not following you, they're seeing the person that they do follow in that live. So they click on it, oh, what's this? What are they up to? And then that's how they find you. And it's it's just a really simplistic version of of great collaboration, great use of content. Um, and making it really simple for people. And I mean, it's not like in that live stream, you can put a link to your shop or anything like that. Like they're going off there and then heading over to your profile, going onto your website and finding it themselves. So you don't necessarily need all these whiz bang fancy software or anything like that to, to do something that's really simple and gets results. I think yeah. that's a perfect example of that. Yeah. The only downfall with um, doing a joint live is you can't save it. So thank goodness for the on-screen record function on your iPhone, because that's how I do it now. Um, yeah. So when you, when you buy yourself, you can, and it's yeah. just, it's such a simple thing. I wish they'd just make that tweak. Yeah. And it'd be so I much. I mentioned oh that before actually, but yes, you so can't much easier. save it when it's a joint one. Yeah. Such a shame. Yeah. Anyway, but, but apart know, from that, it's the only downfall. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, my gosh. That feature on the iPhone is yeah. my saviour. And, and, I mean, that's the, the thing of entrepreneurship, right? We're always finding out hacks to make things work. Yeah. Nothing yeah. works smoothly. Everything, nothing works yeah. smoothly. All right. So let's talk <laughs> about um, brand ambassadors. Now, you've built a really strong relationship with one of your brand ambassadors, which is Amanda Campionu, who's one of my um, business friends as well. She's been on my podcast. These guys have met Amanda <laughs> before as well. Um, so I, I know for a lot of product-based businesses, you know, taking that step to find a brand ambassador or some form of influence that can be really overwhelming. Um, but I, I guess I'd just love you to share, like, how did this relationship evolve? Because Amanda's everywhere. She's on your feed. Yeah. She's on your website. She's done all your product photography, <laughs> which is just freaking stunning because she's an amazing oh. product photographer. And you've done so some paid talented. partnerships. So it's really grown in a number of different ways. So I just, I would love you yeah. to share that because you're such a great match, the two of you. <laughs> and Thank you. I think so. It's not like, <laughs> like she does do influencing for some of the brands that she works with, but she's not only an influencer, like her primary job is a photographer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd love you to share that evolution. Yeah. Well, um, super organic everything has been organic um this time around um so I found her on Instagram and I'm trying to remember how I found I think I had like a hashtag search for 
I don't know, hashtag pink something. Yeah. And one of her pictures came up and then I clicked on her on her grid and loved her stuff and then started following her and following stories and all that sort of stuff. Um, this is going back probably about a year and a half, maybe two years now. Yeah. Um, and I loved the lifestyle shots she did with people and I think she's photographed you as well hasn't she has she photographed I you? went no I, I actually haven't done a shoot with her um but oh. I did go to her um posing workshop oh okay but yeah I we have worked, there was something yeah I've been yeah. to one of her posing workshops and, got it yeah like she's definitely taken a couple of but I haven't done a shoot with her yes and she's been got on it. the podcast and then I was earlier this year I was going to book her for one and then COVID happened and I'm like I can't yeah. leave my state so that's never good yeah. <laughs> And now I couldn't even get to Brisbane anyway. Well, she could come down here because I'm in that border bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, go on. <laughs> but no, so that, that's how, um, how that was the first thing that I did with her. So I actually booked um, a lifestyle shoot. I needed some new headshots and I wanted something that was more um, kind of a cross brand. I had very corporate shots and I wanted yeah. something a bit more beachy and stuff for Pink Hibiscus. So I flew up to the Gold Coast. I'm, I'm in Sydney. So I flew up to the Gold Coast and booked in a shoot with her and um, and thought I'm going to just take one of my products and we'll do some shots with it and then I'm going to give them to her and I'm just going to buy a couple of photos because I never, I, I always wanted product photography but it wasn't a cost that I, it wasn't something I could afford yeah. um, and it wasn't, it was something that I'm like, well, I could just do it myself for now. Like it's not going to make that much of a difference. It does, just on a side note. But anyway, <laughs> at the time I didn't, I was like, oh, I'll do it myself. Um, so we did our lifestyle shoot, an amazing, amazing day. She produced, she took the photos of this and, and she was like, do you want the photos just as flat lay or did you want me to model in them? And I'm like, well, you know, it'd be nice to have a person in it rather than just photos because I can do that. You know, yeah. I'm just so good at my photography. <laughs> I could do the product shots. Let's have you in them. And I've never looked back. So, um, I mean, it, it helps that she's gorgeous. <laughs> she's just divine. She's so inside cute. and out. Like, she's like just, inside and out. She's, yeah. yeah, exactly. She is the whole package. She is just the sweetest and she's beautiful and she's just real. Like, she's yeah. real. Um, so, it just, it, it literally grew from there. So, she took, um, I ended up sending her more product. She took more photos. And then, of course, I was getting – she was in all the shots. So it was like by default she ended up being the face of Pink Hibiscus. <laughs> yeah. Not through any strategy or planning. It was just the, the best shots I had of my products were with yeah, her yeah, in yeah. them. So um, so from there I asked her about – because I'd seen her do some paid partnerships with some other products. Yeah. And I really wanted to test the waters with the whole micro-influencer thing. I didn't want to yeah. go influencer. I really, I like working with um, people who have kind of between 2,000 and 10,000 engaged followers. Yeah. I get approached daily from people wanting free product in exchange oh, for blah, blah, blah. I and they're all part of Navi Loops and, oh, my gosh. I can so only I'm. I, and I have done a couple of those when I've done the research yeah. um, as to whether they're real followers that they have. Um, so I tried that out and started with, I think we started with, um, I bought a package. So I did, there were a couple on her grid and then stories. And stories was really where she could shine because she incorporated video and photography. Um, and I gave her a discount code as well. Um, and I just received such beautiful content, um, that I repurpose over and over again. Yes. And whilst the sales didn't come through that I kind of was hoping for because no one used the code. So that was how I was able to measure it. Um, I was able to meet new people, yes. um, that I have collaborated with. So that's how I, I found out about you. That's yeah. how I found out about um, some other great new business friends that I have that I that I work with through Amanda. I mean, even um, Mamma Mia found me through um, through Amanda because their their head of um, lady startups um, 
she loves Amanda Speed, kept seeing my products in there, did a bit of research, found out that I'd done lady startups. And so they've supported me hugely through wow. Amanda, not because I paid for their course at all. Yeah. <laughs> so all of this stuff, it, it doesn't come down to the dollars that come through the door. Because if I was looking at that, I would say, well, that's just been, you know, <laughs> a yeah. lesson. But everything else has by far um, completely uh, overtaken um, in regards to success, you know. So engagement, audience, contacts and content. Um, so, yeah. You don't it, run been... any paid ads, do you? Well, no, I do, but you wouldn't bloody know it. Um, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like... So- so because you, you do the paid partnerships, do you run paid Facebook ads as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have tried. Yeah. I've tried. I have spent some money, probably yeah. not enough, and I'm probably yeah. not doing the right thing. I've redone that lesson over and over too. They're a beast. I teach oh, them I and just, they still are a beast. But I just need someone to do it for me. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I can't afford that. So you know what? Facebook ads are really getting to that point that you need to I invest in them to get someone because they are a bit of a beast and they're becoming harder to do. But most like well, if you look at a percentage, most of your stuff is organic. It's not paid. Uh, it's a yeah. no, yeah, no. It's yeah. it's very, very much organic. Um, because I don't get anything. <laughs> My Facebook and Instagram ads are huge failures. Um, they have been wasted money, um, 100% wasted money. I, <laughs> the uptake is crap. And it doesn't matter how good the content is. I even paid for Amanda and Alistair to create a video for me specifically for Facebook ads and I got, n- like, nothing. Yeah. Like, anyway. And, and isn't that, like, so, that's a really good point, though, because, you know, I love the fact that this, you know, influence or brand ambassador, whatever word you want to call it, this relationship that you guys have built has been an organic one. It's been one yeah. that, um, you know, she does have a really engaged audience and she has a really engaged community on her feed. Um, you know, her audience love her. She shows up all the time. You know, she does story. You know, she's such a giving person. Yeah. And that like yourself partnership between the two of you has been great because I think like, the paid partnership, like you said, you know, you've, you've paid her for that content. But it, what I see, when I see a paid partnership on Instagram, I, as someone consuming that content, I don't sit there and go, oh, it's, um, you know, they're just, they're just paying an influencer sort of thing. It, to me, it solidifies the relationship. It's like that transparency in the content to say these two people work together. And I think for you, as the person paying the brand ambassador, for her audience, it shows that she's aligned herself with you. And that's yeah. a really powerful st- stake in the ground to have. It's a really powerful statement. Um, and that flow-on effect, as you said, and I love that you've been able to unpack it in such a way that it's like it's not necessarily the immediate sales, it's the flow-on effect of that result. And really that's brought way more results for you than a paid Facebook ad. And I think so much. You know, if you look at, I mean, we, I don't know if you know Nat Welfare, but one of my friends, Nat yeah. Welfare from the... I'm working with Nat Welfare oh, now. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Nat's really big on another Nat, really big on yeah. collaboration strategy. And she shared some amazing things lately around her collaboration strategies for an app that she's um, owns, but also some other people that she's you know been Wibble. doing collaboration. Yeah, Wibble app and uh, collaboration strategy she's been helping people with and how it's the results have actually surpassed the paid ads that they've been yeah. doing previous to that. So, and that um, was long term for her too. Like yeah. that was, you know, a risk to take on. Like that going down the influencer route, and it's it's been long term, and it's just it's just hit. And I think that that's what people forget as well. When you um, go into um, a paid partnership scenario with a with an ambassador or an influencer. You're, it, it's not necessarily going to be instant. It's not like they press post and, oh, my gosh, I've sold out of products. It doesn't yeah. work like that. And I think the people <laughs> they need They posted to- at 9 and at 9.05 yeah. I've yeah. got no product left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I think people need to be realistic about it. But another piece of advice, 
The reason it works so well with Amanda and I, apart from the fact that she is amazingly talented, is that she uses my products and she loves my products. Yes. Had she not um, kind of fallen in love with Pink Hibiscus, yes. I may not have done as much with her. Um, I know she uses them, um, you know, and and that is really important to me. Um, there are, you know, lots of with big celebrities where you kind of go, I know you're just holding up that tummy tea and yeah. that is not why you have a flat stomach, you know. And I didn't want to be caught in that trap. So yeah. I will only work with people who actually believe in my products the same way that I do. Yeah, cool. And, you know, it's, it does work. And I'll use Amanda as an example. Yes, we've gotten to know each other on a business, business level in a few different collaborations we've done together. But um, definitely her working with you helps solidify my decision to purchase from you. I've mm. also purchased Botanica Blends, which is another so <laughs> brand that she has works with and does pay partnerships with. But it's yeah. a great example of that authentic... Um, you know, really beautifully well-blended collaboration to, as from an influencer point of view, it does work. Like only yeah. last night I was DMing her because she did a story about their new custard and yeah. I'm about yeah, to go buy I haven't, tr- I bought it. I just haven't <laughs> tried it yet. <laughs> well, I'm about to go and get my, my protein powders because it's been winter. I haven't been having smoothies and I had one this yeah. morning and I'm like, oh, I need to go buy some more Botanica blends. And then I was only talking to her last night about the custard and I'm like, oh, that might be a nice, um, you know, a little sweet treat to have after dinner that's not too unhealthy. And I literally was yeah. messaging her saying, does it taste nice? And she's like, oh, it's amazing. And I know that when I ask <laughs> her that, she's going to give me a real answer, not, mm-hmm. oh, it tastes amazing. I've never actually tasted it before. I just want you to buy it with my code. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. And I think people are like the average consumer, the average person on Instagram, on social media, they're, they're, we're screaming out for authentic relationships. And I think we're going to see that become more and more a really great tool to leverage off to grow your brand and actually see results rather than um, the old style influencer. And also to even, I think, you know, if you look at Facebook ads, once the ad's done, it's done. You don't get any more reach. You get no, nothing. Nothing else yep. from that ad. Once it's finished and you've paid for it, <laughs> there's nothing else that comes from it. Where that relationship, that one post could go for a while. You know, yeah. you, could, you could get um, see traction off that for a while. Um, all right. So in, in wrapping up, I've got two more things I wanted to ask you. So yeah. one is um, I know, like you said, you're used to being the face, you're used to being out there, but a lot of people find it really overwhelming So what would be your advice to somebody who's holding back from really infusing themselves in their brand? Yeah. Um, First of all, uh, and I literally was having this conversation with with a brand yesterday who who, um, contacted me and was like, you just, you're out there all the time and I want to be and I just don't feel comfortable, you know. Um, The first bit of advice that I would give you is if you film yourself and you and you think that you're just sending that to a friend of yours, it will make everything so much easier. Don't get caught up in the fact that it's public. That's my number one thing. It's like that old adage of, you know, when you do public speaking, imagine everyone naked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In this instance, pretend you're filming, you know, a little introduction for a friend of yours and start small. Start with an introduction about yourself. Just Go on for five seconds and go, hi, my name's Natalie. I'm the founder and formulator of Pink Hibiscus. It's so great to meet you. Have a great day. Done. Once you've yeah. done the first one, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Um, I think that putting yourself out there, especially in video, when it comes to service-based brands is a must. When it comes to product-based brands, it may not be a, a suitable mix if you're not making your brands and if you you know are looking at that exit strategy really just wanting to oversee it and and get the product out there then there may not be a reason for you to be front and center at, at all and that's okay I don't I, you know I don't want people to kind of feel pressured like they have no. to do it because everyone else is doing it yeah yeah if it suits your brand and your business 
um, then by all means, I think it's something you should explore. Um, but just start small and even have a practice with a friend, you know, and, and if it gets to the point where you are so frozen, you don't feel comfortable in doing it at all. You know, I, I'm actually, I'm working with one of my stockists. Um, I'm actually designed, she's a beauty therapist, has been in the business 30 years, total technophobe and hates her photo taken. And I'm designing her website at the moment. And I said, on your about us page, I need a photo of you. And she's like, no, no, not going to happen. Not going to happen. No, 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 no. So the way we've gotten around it is I said, okay, well, how about if it's not of you just standing there smiling in the salon? How about I'll be your model. Don't need to ask me twice. And you can be doing a treatment on me so we can see kind of the top of your head and your hands and, and whatever. And then my husband can take the photo and it's you but it's not you standing there smiling and feeling awkward about it, you know? So think um, outside the box as well. If there's a way that you can be in the photo or be in the video, but not be in the video. It doesn't have to be you standing there going, "Mm," like with the big grin on your face. Like it could be an action shot. Sometimes they're even more engaging because it looks like you feel like you're doing something with that person. My most engaging um, posts on Instagram uh, of my hands and lab- and labeling. Yeah. People love it. I don't know why the labeling shots a hundred percent they're my so most funny, successful hey? posts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, like I think sometimes you've got to ask yourself, what is it that you're afraid of? Like what hmm. you know, and maybe like just declutter some of those stories that you've got about why you're afraid to put yourself out there because you know when you really work through it, it's usually comes down to you're scared people won't like you. Um, You're scared that maybe you're (laughs) self-conscious, you know, maybe you feel like you're carrying too much weight or you don't like your hair or any of those things. Um, But, you know, really at the end of the day, if someone's following you, they've invested in you already and more Mm -hmm. than likely they're going to enjoy hearing from you because it's, they've already invested in you. They're already following you. They're already engaging with you. So the next step is they get to know you. And I think that the more connected you feel to a brand, the more likely you're going to purchase from them. So the yeah. only benefit, the only, the only thing that's going to happen is, you know, people are going to get to know you better and decide to purchase from you sooner because mo- no one, you know, I'd, I would hundred percent say nobody in this group or anyone listening is going to go and jump on a story and start talking to their audience with anything other than good intentions. Yeah. Um, you know, and the people that do that, you know, of course, you're going to open yourself up to potentially have bad feedback. And then you need to accept that because you've gone out there with, you know, some other intention to go and, you know, be really disruptive or that sort of thing. But most people, are, they're just wanting to connect with their audience. And yeah. you're doing it from that place and um, being authentic that's fine. And, you know, even if you do feel nervous and a bit shy, the people that like I've coached through doing this, I just say to them, you know, just be honest, just say, Oh, this is my first live or this is my first yeah. story. And not being used to vulnerable. Doing this. It's and so important. Tell, telling people that. And then the mm-hmm. engagement goes through the roof because they go, Oh my God, you're doing so well. You know, yeah. and, then it's and they can relate to, to you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah. I had a client who was doing a live in one of her groups and she had to share it, stream it from zoom. And she's like, just bear with me. I don't actually know. I haven't done this before. And <laughs> And then everyone started really engaging. They're like, oh, you're doing really well. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And people do want to help. And often, like you and I were saying before, we see our flaws and no one else does. So, you know, I was self-conscious about I can kind of see it here. (laughs) Like the static in the air has just made my baby hair end up being so I've tried to hairspray. It's done nothing. I'm like, oh, my God. I've got one of those over here at the moment. (laughs) And when I put my hair up in a ponytail, it, like, flings out like this. It's so annoying. I mean, and if any of you noticed it, I apologise. Feel free to pop it in the comments. But I was self-conscious about that. I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it at all. All right. Well, Nat, it's been so awesome having you on today. It's been great to um, obviously spotlight a member, um, but I just think I I love what you've been doing. It's been a joy to to watch um, your journey. So I guess what in wrapping up, I'd love you to share um, 
because obviously you are a member of the of the social collective what's your favorite thing or one or two favorite things about being in the membership and what I'm going to do for everyone when I jump off is put some links in the caption to uh, Nat's Instagram feed and also to the membership as well um, so that you can join in on the fun but I'd love you to share what you're loving about it yeah look it's a really tough question because there are lots of different aspects that I love about it um number one goes back to the whole personal brand thing (laughs) the fact that you you are so front and center and you're so you're approachable you are you're just you're there you know so and you're not the sort of person that you know often I'll kind of come on and ask a question I'm like someone else has probably asked this but you're not someone who makes me feel like I can't ask it even if it has been asked a hundred times and you're very patient then with answering it probably for the hundredth time. Um, I love that about you and I love how much content I, I have no idea. You're everywhere all the time. I feel like you're a clone, but uh, yeah. is there something you need to tell us? Oh, no, no. It's, it's called clever repurposing of content a lot of the time. <laughs> It's amazing. But I mean, between your live lessons, your masterclasses, your your work within the actual membership group and then um, on your other group as well, like on this group, um, it, it you're just always there, which is just wonderful. And it's very different. I've done lots of social media courses um, and this is by far one that I feel I've received way more value on. Um, another thing I love, there's a few, but another thing I love is that I won't always catch your lives live. Um, but I love the fact that I can replay them, um, and your masterclasses. So like yesterday's masterclass, I wasn't able to make, but I love the fact that I can actually still access that. Um, and last one, but not least your weekly lessons are concise and they're up to date. So with social media changing all the time, it is so hard to keep on top of it. And something that you do so brilliantly is you really unpack it in an easy to understand way and you keep up to date with everything that's happening. And you also, which I love, and I'm trying to think um, the first time I noticed this, something that there was a feature that came out and you popped on a live and you went, I'm just going to just gonna pop on a live and let you know, I've noticed that Instagram has rolled out this new feature and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out. I'm going to try it out and I'm going to report back and I'm going to let you know how to use it and how to best <laughs> use it for your business. And I'm going to let you know if I have any issues with it. And I'm like, awesome. I'll sit back and wait for you. Yeah, I don't have to do anything. I'll let her do it for me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And I love that because the the thing with one of the things with you as a member is you're not always on the live stuff. Like, you're not always on the live calls. You're not always on the live memberships, but you're a a habitual replay watcher. Yeah, I'm a replayer. And I'm, and the the other thing is that you you touched on is that it's up to date. See, I've, I've had, self-paced courses I've had social media courses and you're constantly having to update them all the time because social media changes so much so I'm so passionate about the membership model for social media because it's so constantly changing it's really easy to just get current information out to people because you're on that ongoing sort of membership and you know you could have done particularly with social media if you did a course 12 months ago it may not be the same now so Mm -hmm. I love (laughs) I really do love this model and you know and I do show up definitely very much as myself like sometimes I'm still in my walking gear (laughs) but that's okay that makes it real yeah 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 or sometimes I'm like oh hang on a minute my cat's about to like (laughs) knock something over (laughs) or my children are at home if it's school holidays and I'm like hang on a minute I'm just gonna mute myself while I go and yell but that's also life as well but yeah I love that and you know and and I love that you can just jump in whenever you want and you get you get the things that you need. And yeah, it's it's so funny because a few people have said that to me. They've gone, I love that you just go, Hey, this feature came out today. Not sure how to use it yet myself, but yeah. I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna let you know. And I've had so many people go, Oh sweet, I don't even have to worry about that. I'll wait till you come yeah. back. It it's just it's it's very special. Like you yeah. really do go above and beyond and I'm super grateful and I'm sure that there are lots of people watching this now um, or listening to this who are grateful as well because um, it's, it's very nice to have such great support. 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, yeah, I'll <laughs> pop the link for um, the all Nat's details in the caption above and also um, for the membership as well above. I'd love to have as many of you guys start joining it because um, I the doors are closed on my mastermind now and the membership currently is the only way to work with me until the end of this year. So, but there's lots of cool stuff going on in there. I've just been doing our masterclass plan yeah. for like the next 12 months and so we've got some Ooh. really great stuff coming. And because now a lot of foundational learning aspects are in there, um, we, I, we can start talking about other things. Like I've got a masterclass coming on how to create a podcast I'll have masterclasses on all sorts of things. So it's going to be a really fun place definitely in the next 12 months. So love as many of you guys to jump on board with that. So thank you, Nat, for being here today. I really appreciate it. I know it's, you You're know, welcome. you've got to get thank ready you. and, you know, chunk out an hour every day to um, help this community. So I really do appreciate it. And oh, um, no. I'd love as many of you guys to go and check Nat out and check out her skincare. If you are in the market yeah, come say for a hi and let space, me know. Hit her up. It's awesome. Yeah, let me know. Hey, do you know what? Let me just, can I just give a discount code? Am I go, allowed to do that? Go for it. Why not? Why not? So, this is live. This is live. Watching, this is live, just, people. <laughs> just, you know, um, if you do want to try anything out, um, then you can use the code ALOHA15. So it's A-L-O-H-A-15. Yep. One five. Um, to get $15 um, off your next purchase. Yay. So. Thank you. That's fun. Feel free. I should have probably created one for you. But anyway, that'll do for now. Last minute. All good. Just thought of it. All good. All right, guys. Well, if anyone's watched back the replay and there's any questions you want to ask Nat, please comment below and we'll come back and answer them. It will prompt us. Thanks, everyone who's been on live for watching. And thank you, Nat. It's been so good having you. Um, And obviously, this will be repurposed into a podcast. So anyone in the future that's listening into this for a podcast, all the details and all the links I spoke about will be on the show notes page for today's episode. All right. Great. Thanks. Thank you so much. See everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.